I want to tell you a story. There was this homeless guy. His name was John. And he walked around the outback of South Australia. No one knows much about him, where he came from or where he'd been. But he was pretty rough and shabby. He had very few possessions. Had a swag. His clothes were pretty well worn. Not sure if he even had a second pair of clothes. We found him when he was camping by the Murray, uh, just near Morgan. He started talking to some of the local people. And he spoke about a new leader, a new person coming into government, a new way of life. He spoke about how this new leader, this new person was dynamic and was going to change the world forever, not just South Australia. There was something about John that captured the imagination and inspired the people that heard him talk. They do, like you do in modern day, is you pull out your phone and you video it. They uploaded it to their their, um, favourite social media like Facebook, Insta, um, all the others, Twitter. And it went viral. It was amazing. It just went spread all around the world. And people were so amazed at what he said. Eventually people from Adelaide started to travel up to Morgan, come and have a, to meet this guy, John, and to understand what he's talking about. They were amazed at his conversations and his simplicity about what life could be about. He told people to stop hoarding clothes and to give some of their clothes away to people who needed it. He told businessmen to stop focusing only on the profits of the business but to also look after their employees, give them the proper wages, give generously to the community. He also told people who had holiday homes, hey, why don't you allow someone that is homeless to use those homes so they've got somewhere to sleep? You know, do we need three houses? And so he kept going on. He told people that life is not about individualism and self-centredness, but it is about community and it is about God's creation. He told people to be kind to one another, help each other out. Some of the politicians heard about this, John, and they also went out to go and see him. John told them that the day of judgment is coming upon them because of their corrupt ways. I'm not saying anything about our politicians in South Australia, but (laughs) this is just a story. So, what about us? If there was someone like John preaching this sort of message up in Morgan, would we go out there and visit him? Would we go and see? Or would we just ignore him and just continue with our lives? the way they are. The story is a modern take of John the Baptist. Uh, I just wanted to put it in a different context to see how we think. We'll now read Mark chapter 1. 
It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptised to show how they repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, let me just rephrase that, all of Judea, including the people of Jerusalem, so that's a lot of people, went out to see and hear John. When they confessed their sins, he baptised them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater that I am not worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you in the Holy Spirit. He's an interesting character, John. One of the things that I find fascinating is that he didn't preach in Jerusalem. He preached in the wilderness, in the bush. A bit like Morgan, it's a bit of a country town, but say Udindada or Maree or somewhere out there in the sticks. John preached away from where the city was, but people came to see him. People left their town and went to come and hear what John had to say. Yeah. We don't know much about his upbringing, but we do know that his dad, Zechariah, was a priest and had seen an angel and the angel had told him this. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will never take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We also know that John was a relative of Jesus, uh, that Mary and Elizabeth were related in some way. So what does it mean John will be in the spirit and power of Elijah? Who was Elijah? Elijah was a famous prophet for the people of Israel and you can find out about him in the book of Kings or the two book of Kings. Elijah was uh, famous for confronting King Ahab and the people to choose who they're going to worship. He gave them a choice. If you're going to worship Baal, worship Baal. 
If you're going to worship God, the living God, worship God. Don't have this jumping from both one to the other. He actually challenged the Baal priests to a, a showdown. said, if Baal really exists, want you to build an altar, put your sacrifice on it, and get Baal to call fire down from heaven. And then that'll destroy him. He did that. They tried. He kept mocking them. He said, look, obviously Baal's not hearing you. You need to shout louder. You need to yell louder. And still nothing happened. Then it came to his sacrifice and he put, got them to put water on it. Got them to actually drench it with water so it's impossible that it would get lit. And then he prayed to God and God sent fire down and and burnt the sacrifice to demonstrate that God was real and Baal was false. Elijah never actually died. He was taken up to heaven on the chariots of fire. And as he took off, he threw off his cloak and that landed to Elisha, who was the next prophet, one of his disciples. So in the book of Malachi, it talks about the return of Elijah before the Messiah comes. So the people are looking for this Elijah figure to come. John himself actually said he wasn't Elijah in John's Gospel. But Jesus actually called him Elijah and this is the text. It's recorded in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John the Baptist. What did you go into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in the king's palaces. Completely different place. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, John was a prophet. I tell you, more than this, it is the one that was written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, those born of women, there has not risen any greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is the least of the kingdom of God is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist till now, there has been a subject to violence and violent people raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So Jesus recognised John as Elijah coming back. So why should we do a character study on John the Baptist? Firstly, God spoke through his ministry. John influenced a nation. A whole lot of people went out to see him and refocused their thoughts from whatever they had before back onto God. God spoke to the people out in the wilderness, away from the hustle and bustle of the city. I find it really fascinating that John never went into Jerusalem. I just find that a really fascinating fact that people chose to get up from their work and whatever they're doing whether they're in Jerusalem or in Judea, and go and see John and hear from him. 
and they didn't wait for John to go to them. They went to him. In Judaism, Jerusalem is a centre of worship. But God sends his messenger not to Jerusalem, but here in the bush. Out in, the, in the Roman Empire, Rome is the centre of the world. But God didn't send the messenger to Rome initially. It's over here in this remote area called Judea, the far reaches of the Roman Empire. God spoke through a man who did not wear fancy clothes, did not live in a fancy home. Can you imagine that if if it wasn't me, because you know me, but if someone walked in here to preach that dressed like a homeless person, bare feet, scruffy clothes, ragged hair, long beard, etc. Would you listen to that sort of person or would you just write him off as a no-hoper? He lived simply and he relied on God for all of his strength. So, what about us? I want to spend a bit of time reflecting on some questions for us. Are we influenced by God or are we more influenced by other people? I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes, a minute or two to think about that and then I'll produce the next question. For me, yes, I am influenced by God, but I am also tempted by other people to turn away from God. Are we a positive influence on other people so that that they will know God? Can we speak about God's love for us even if we are not religious leaders?
I would add to that question, will we speak to people about God, uh, even though we're not religious leaders? Can we speak about God's love even though at times we don't have it together? We don't have the fancy clothes, we don't have the nice house, we might not even be good at speaking. Can we still speak about God's love to our friends and families and other people that we might influence? As we see the crazy world of self-centeredness and individualism, are we prepared to live a different way, a way that is that will help people come closer to God? Some of it might be sharing our possessions. Some of it might be loving people that the world doesn't love. Leave that for your thoughts. Do we recognise or do we realise that people are impacted by our actions and our words? And do we ever reflect on that, on how that might influence people and their decisions and what they do with their life?
I'm fascinated by John. I'm fascinated by his... In our world, we would consider him um, a classic case of someone with a mental illness that is just crazy, living in the bush with no decent clothes, that's preaching a message that for people to turn to God. But people listened to him. People went out to see him. And that amazes me that people actually went out to see him and listen to him and respond to his message. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were with us. Thank you that you guide us and look after us. Lord, you know our fears, you know our lack of abilities that we think we have and we pray, Lord, that you use those, that you you help us to overcome our fears, that you give us confidence to serve you, to share your message with people, to care for people, to love people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.